Mississippi River, I'm going down to New Orleans. Oh, by the A and I, crooked letter, crooked letter I, crooked letter, crooked letter I. Humpback, humpback, I, Mississippi, flowing down to New Orleans. Well, it was wrecked by a mighty Tennessee Humpback, where history was made by Steamboat Bill. W.S.A. What a wonderful thrill it is to be down in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, oh by the A and I, a crooked letter, crooked letter I, a crooked letter, crooked letter I. Come back, come back, I'm Mississippi, flowing down to New Orleans. And that's a bit of a brand new song from the Western Swing Authority. It's called Mississippi, and it can be found on their brand new album called Big Deal. And it certainly is a big deal. We're going to talk about it uh, for the next little while with my guest, Shane Doucet, who is the founding member of the WSA. There are ten great tracks on this new album, and amazing guest appearances by Russell DeCarl, Ray Benson, Jason McCoy, Jason Blaine, George Canyon, Carolyn Martin, and several others. We're going to talk about uh, those special guests appearing on this album. It's just amazing. A lot of fun. Uh, great songs on here. And let's get into it right now with my guest, Shane Gousset. Hey, Shane. Hey, Dave. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing wonderful. Oh, well, thanks for being here, and thanks for uh, taking time out from your busy tour. You are crossing Canada on a tour with Dean Brody. I am. That is correct. And we're at, yeah, we're in, I think this is show number 31 of 37, so we're, we're in the home stretch. Wow. It's another seven shows <laughs> we, we got to do. It's been that a great tour. amazing. That takes, takes a lot of energy, right? But I guess you, you, get, you feed off of the audience, and you get a lot of big crowds for those shows. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, I mean, the travel, right. I guess you, I always say it's like we play for free. We just get, we get paid to travel. <laughs> you know, the traveling can, can take it out of you sometimes, but the play and the music is the final part. So it's just all the preparation and, and getting there, but uh, we've had a great tour. It's been really yeah. good. That is awesome. Well, we're going to talk about the new album, Big Deal, here on the show, which is out now on all uh, streaming platforms and music platforms. Anywhere you can buy or stream music, basically, you can get Big Deal. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the, I mean, so many different guest vocalists on this album, which make it a lot of fun. Did, tell me about that decision to not just have it the Western Swing Authority, but have all these guest stars join you. Well, I think it stems from a couple of things. I mean, it, the idea originally came uh, from Stacey and I were thinking about it for, for a while. We wanted to do some collaborations. And then when we got listing all the people that we would love to collaborate with, we realized that we had more than enough people to, you know, do an entire album's worth and then some. And I think part of that, I think, stemmed from just the desire to do that and from because everyone on this album has had some influence on the band in some way, whether we've worked together or whether they were just, you know, just massive uh, inspirations for the band or, or you know, or it's some, one of us have had some connection with each and every individual that ended up being a guest on the record. But we also, of course, doing what we do, we've also done a ton of, shows where we would play, but then we'll back all these other artists. 
So we've done lots of things mm-hmm. with CCMAs with the Legend Show and the CMAOs. And, uh, and so I think through that as well, we've sort of had this opportunity to play with all these other artists. And, you know, we get talking to them and we hear, you know, they love this kind of music, but it's just not something that they get to, to play all the time you know, or ever. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's different just cause it's, you know, it's different from what they're doing. And, uh, so it's fun for them to, to get to do it. And so here, here was a perfect opportunity to make that happen. It's such a fun album to listen to because you can put it on and sit back and because there's so many different guest stars in that and vocalists, uh, you really feel like you're at a show and there's so many different uh, uh, themes and, and um, tempos it takes you through. It's just so so great to listen to from, from front to uh, end. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting when you have all these different people that come in and are a part of the song I mean, you choose the song in part to, to kind of suit the, the individual, but then there's also, uh, you know, it just sort of takes on its own entity. So every song is a little different because of the influence of that extra person that's in the mix and, uh, and sort of puts a little, put of their, little bit of their personality into, the, into, our, into our band. And you got, speaking of great personalities, Jason McCoy joins you on a song called Extraordinary. Uh, this is such a fun <laughs> song. You guys have a, have a blast on this. I can only imagine in the studio uh, the outtakes and just how much fun you did have. Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in the recording studio, ever. <laughs> like, I was sore from laughing that day. Um, of course, anyone that's ever seen Jason uh, play you know, or spent any time with him, you know how quick he is. And so we wrote this song, and I was like, okay, who's the, like, you know, it's kind of an unusual song. And he's like, who's the right person for this? And he was, <laughs> he was the guy. I'm like, well, it's got to be, it's got to be McCoy. It's got to be him. And, right. uh, and we asked him, and he, he was all over it. And we came in that day, and he just killed it and literally at the end like when we all started laughing that was because we were just in the we were in the same booth together just doing it and he was throwing all these lines out and all in like just so fast and I was laughing so hard it took uh, it took some doing to get through to the end of the song to, you know to get it right all the way through it without breaking down because uh, yeah it was a blast so fun <laughs> That is a great track, one of ten on here that are all amazing. We're, we're going to get to one of the songs in just a moment, but uh, first of all, congratulations. Once again, you guys are up for some uh, nominations at the Ameripolitan Music Awards. Uh, this year, you're up for Western Swing Band and Western Swing mm-hmm. Female for Stacey Lee. Uh, tell me about that. that. You guys true. have been up for nominations and awards before with these guys. We have. Uh, I think... Uh... I want to say five or six, maybe, but it's uh, yeah. We've, we're I think we're becoming like the Susan Lucci's of the Ameripolitan Award, but <laughs> we've uh, <laughs> we've uh, um, we've attended several times, and uh, right. it's it's just a great event. It's, it was created by Dale Watson, and uh, Dale wanted to you know he's a more traditional guy, and he wanted to have something that would cater to uh, these subgenres of country music. They're more traditional based stuff. So things like Western Swing and like uh, honky tonk music and uh, an outlaw country and, and that sort of thing where, you know, a rockabilly 
you know, where there, there wasn't as much of a home for these places. And so he, mm-hmm. he came up with this term, Ameripol, and he said, I'm not going to call it country, I'm going to call it this. And, uh, and he started doing this show. And we, the first time we went, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, all these people are like us. Like they're, you know, they're, it's totally our kind of crowd and you go there and everybody's mm-hmm. like, they're dressed in the garb and they love the, you know, they love all those old tunes, but they're writing new music, but they're writing it in that old <laughs> style. And so uh, we kind of just fit right in. <laughs> we fit right in. And um, so it's been a blast. So we're <laughs> going down there in February. Yeah, it's nice. uh, well, it's just fun. I mean, I think I'd like to think everybody's our people, but it's uh, but we <laughs> have been down several times. Uh, we're going down to Memphis, yeah. and we're going to play this year. And Stacy's involved in another uh, thing where all the uh, all the female artists are collaborating on the Cindy Walker tribute show as well. So we got Western Swing show, and we got the Cindy Walker thing, and we'll be there for the award show. And uh, and if we're lucky, maybe we'll get to bring some hardware home. But if we don't, you know, we'll have gone and had a spectacular time as we always do that is awesome those are the ameripolitan music awards coming up in february uh let's talk about a song from the album before we play it chain and we'll start off with swinging from the rafters tell me a bit about the song okay well um i should mention sorry i'm going to go a little off topic here but i do want to say that ameripolitan were the reason like well not the reason but i think that was our connection with ray benton that's when I finally, I'd been listening to him for years and years and years. And then it was there that I finally got to meet him and sit down with him and talk with him and, and, uh, and which was surreal at best. Anyway, just like uh, an amazing experience, but, and that led to the collaboration that ends up on this record. So that's kind of neat, you know, these, these, uh, these types of events where you get all different artists and, and musicians coming together and, and it breeds that collaboration, which is cool. It's got to be cool for you, Shane, when you get to meet up with people like uh, Ray Benson, you know, Sleep at the Wheel, uh, somebody I'm sure that you had looked up to and admire their music, to say the least, and you have a chance to not only meet them, but to collaborate. Oh, it's amazing. Like, I was completely freaking out. The first time we're there, we was in Austin, and we're playing at the Paramount Theater. I'm like, okay, we're standing backstage talking to Ray Benson, and we're on the same gig, <laughs> we're playing the same stage, <laughs> and uh, and and he's just hanging out and talking to us, uh, you know, about the our the record that we had out at the time uh, was now playing, and and you know that he that he liked the record, and he was talking about the album they were working on, and and uh, we even talked about at that point we talked about a collaboration that uh, that we were working on that didn't happen at the time, but then ultimately happened on this record. So and that's cool. the song you refer to, Ray is. Dance with Who Brung You is the Ray Benson cut on this, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. A great track. Uh, let's hear that song now. We talked about uh, Swinging from the Rafters. We'll talk about it a bit more after we hear it here on In the Country. This is the Western Swing Authority. There's a place down by the water. Muddy, muddy water by the trestle tracks Where the big band plays on Saturdays And the rum runs thick and fast Swinging from the rafters Boots and skirts and bolo ties Come dance your girl through the curling smoke Of this unholy side Swinging from the rafters We went home, we thought 
days. Well, now Jimmy, he grows poppies in his field out back. Although we don't talk about it, because he's a dangerous cat. Ooh, at his barn we party, steel guitar and lantern glow. The best big band in five counties, you ought to hear that drum. Everybody's welcome, but you best not take the chance. Cause if Jimmy finds you sneaking around, he's gonna, gonna, he's he's gonna, gonna make, make you, you dance. dance. You'll be swinging from the rafters. We waited all we long to go back in town just for a night. We're living like this was wrong. Swinging from the rafters, slide your feet to the fiddle and bass. When you run. And that is the Western Swing Authority with Swinging from the Rafters, uh, written by Dean Brody, coincidentally enough, who you're on <laughs> tour with now, uh, yourself yeah, and yeah. your wife, Stacy. Uh, and you've got a couple of special guests on this. Tell me about them, Shane. Okay, well, yeah, and, and I like this tune for a lot of reasons. And I think part, I mean, I love that, that Dean is involved in, in the writing of that song. And, and it was really his his idea that bred that, that piece of music and, we all know Dean's a fantastic writer, and uh, I've been working with him now for about four and a half years, and it was, I was just thrilled that, you know, he kind of came to me, he's like, I have this idea, <laughs> and I'm, what do you think of this? And, and I was like, oh my God, I love it, let's, you know, let's, let's finish it. And uh, so we did, and then when it came time to do the track, um, it's such a visual track, like I find it's, it paints a picture, and in your head, and I'm like, well, what are we going to do with this? And we had worked with this fella by the name of Danny Michelle. And the neat thing about this is that Danny is not a country artist. He's not a Western swing artist. He's, he's more of like a folk pop guy. And, uh, and, but we had done, uh, he had done a series of shows called School Night Mondays, and where he brings in guests, and they play. He does a night of music, and he brings in a special guest, and he would have... Um, People would buy the tickets to the show, but they wouldn't know who the guest was going to be. And he'd have everybody, from Jim Cuddy to uh, 
Ed from the Bare Naked Ladies to uh, Stacy and I from the Western Swing Authority. So and mm-hmm. uh, so we had we had done a couple of these and had a great time collaborating on those shows. And I thought, you know, he would be such a cool, he's just such a character and he's got such a unique uh, style. And I thought, man, he's, he'd be great for this. So we said, look, we want you to do this. Just think like a, kind of like a Tom Waits kind of thing in the beginning of this. And he's like, oh yeah, I got an idea. And then he put this weird effect on, you know, he's got this thing on his voice. And I was like, how'd you get your voice to sound like that? And he says, well, to be honest, I, I sang it through a toilet paper tube. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally what happened on the track. So he is literally oh singing through a cardboard toilet paper tube uh, to get the effect that is on his voice. Um, and that's, yeah. And so with, um, with Danny, and you should all look up Danny. He's a, an amazing writer. He's done lots of really cool stuff uh, on his own. He's also collaborated with uh, uh, Colonel Hatfield. And they did a thing called the Klebnikov where they went into the Arctic and they wrote music and it was unbelievable. And, uh, and he also works with this other musician uh, named Rob Carley and Rob, we had met through Danny and just an amazing musician. He's a composer. He writes a lot of music for television, but just a fantastic player. And I was like, Oh, I'd love to have sax on this song. I really like that saxophone. I thought Rob would be great. And Sure enough, I asked him, and he was all for doing it, and uh, and just killed it, you know. And uh, yeah, so those two guys, I, I just love it because they come from different worlds. We come from totally different worlds, and we've all come kind of come together to to make that track happen. That's one of my favorites. That is so cool when uh, artists from other genres come together, different worlds, and make music because it just it's, it becomes a special collaboration. You're bringing those worlds together. Yeah, and uh, it's exactly that. And especially, you know, I think when you work, um, you know, we're working in Western Swing, which is a very traditional bass uh, music. And, and so it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, we're taking a chance bringing in a guy who's a, who's a, oh, a pop guy, but, uh, but it works great. And he, and yeah. he kills it and it's, and, uh, and he loves country stuff and he, he writes country stuff, but it's just, I don't know, just, he was just the right guy for the song. We knew it, you know, he was the right guy, and, and, and he was gracious enough to do it for us. There's a great track on here called After the Leaving, uh, featuring Stacy, of course, on vocals, and Russell DeCarl. Mm-hmm. A lot of people remember him from the great country group Prairie Oyster, and, of course, he does a lot of solo stuff. Uh, they're together on this, and this is a cool song, uh, not only for those reasons, but you and Stacy wrote it, along with a great songwriter who's also featured on another tra- uh, song on here as a writer, uh, Carrie DeMare, who's a wonderful songwriter. Yes. Yeah, Carrie's great. We've done a lot of, Stacy especially has done a lot of writing with Carrie. They have a standing uh, appointment that they tend, you know, they'll write every week if, if they're able to do it. And, uh, and then there was a few songs, you know, that would come up and, and, you know, this would be great for the band and, and they would mm-hmm. pull me in and, uh, and we sat down to write these songs. And this was one of the first ones we wrote. I think for this record. In fact, I think it was the first song and it was the first song we cut for the record, but it was the last song we finished. <laughs> so we, we wrote it and we cut it and then it sat for the longest time. And the whole time I was like, 
who is the right person for this? And right out of the gate, we thought Russell, but we just could never get our schedules to line up. It was just, he was busy and we were busy and we were just, oh, and I had resigned myself to thinking that maybe it wasn't just, you know, maybe it just wasn't in the cards. He wasn't going to be the one, you know, uh, he wasn't going to be able to do it. And, uh, and then, you know, it was just all, we had finished all the rest of the record. And then he, you know, contacts me. He's like, well, are we still doing this? And I was like, yes, we can. And he's like, all right. And he <laughs> drove down and, and met us at uh, Jason's studio and, um, Jane Clements and, uh, and you know, something about Russell, his voice is so unique. Like you just, it's the mm-hmm. minute he starts singing, you know exactly who it is. And I love that. Yep. I love that in a singer. As soon as you can recognize him, the minute they start singing, it's got such character to his voice and he's got to be about the coolest guy I've ever met. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> we started to call him big cat daddy in the studio just because he's just like, he's so cool. It's almost unbelievable that somebody could be that cool, but he really is. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, yeah. His voice is so amazing. As you said, and with Stacy, the two of them on the song after the leaving. Uh, you mentioned the producer Jason there. Were you talking, of course, about Jason Barry? Uh, you, yes. you produced it along with the Western Swing Authority at Barytone Studios. Uh, talk about that, yeah. Jason, because of course he works with, as you know, uh, artists all across Canada. Country artists does such an amazing job. The big names and and the newcomers on the scene. Tell me about uh, working with Jason. Well, you know, Jason and I have a long history together. We've worked together. Um, it, you know, playing with different artists. Uh, we've played together with lots of different artists over the years, Jason McCoy, Jason Blaine, to Dean Brody, and, uh, and lots of sessions that we've done together. And so we've done a ton of work together, or, you know, before we ever embarked on, uh, you know, working together for the Western Swing Authority. But uh, it was, um, yeah, I'm trying to think how that conversation started when we first came in. This is our third record that we've done with him. And uh, I think we just, you know, we think in the same way. I think we, we all work well together. He's, he's got such a discerning ear. Like, he, he, you know, he okay. won't let it go. And, uh, and uh, we can be picky <laughs> at times. And, uh, so it's, and so it's a good combination in that sense. And, and he'll hear things maybe that we wouldn't and we'll hear and, uh, and we have very specific ideas about what, what we want to do. And he's, um, and I, I don't know, we've just been, we've been good friends and, and musical partners for so long. I think it's just something that he's a, he's a hugely talented individual, as you know, he can do everything. He writes and sings and produces and engineers and <laughs> plays and, uh, but, uh, yeah, in, in insane amount of talent. And, uh, and just kind of, you know, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet, too. So we've just been, it's just good friends working together on something that, you know, we just love doing. It's, and I guess you can't go wrong when you do that. Absolutely. Making good music and having fun is a great combination. I know you do that a lot, Shane. You love what you do. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, your Western Swing heroes after we get to the next song. And let's sure. uh, spin Mississippi now. And tell me a bit about Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, this was a this was a, a bit of a surprise. This track. I was not the one I thought we were going to do. Um, but last year, around this time, I was 
I came into contact with Jane Monheit. Oddly enough, I was really looking to, uh, I was looking for tickets for Christmas for Stacy to go, to take Stacy to see her. Because Jane is, uh, if you don't know Jane Monheit, she's a jazz singer and she's phenomenal. And, uh, and I had discovered her a number of years ago and then I had uh, purchased a CD, I think before we were married, and given it to Stacy. And she just fell in love with her. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating at all when I say that every time we are on our way to a gig, Stacy warms up her voice singing to Jane Monheit. Always. Wow. Every single time. So she, um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to see if I can get tickets. And, and I just stumbled across something on her website that had, had to do with something else entirely, like master classes that she was doing. And then I thought, was like, I'm just going to send a message and see where these happen, you know, just out of curiosity. And she answered. She answered my oh, message. And I was wow. like, oh. And in the, in the same time that I had done that, I had thought, you know, I'm just going to send a message to her management and just see. I was never expecting to hear anything back, but I thought, I'm just going to see if she'd ever be interested in this. But so in the meantime, I ended up talking back and forth with her about these master classes that I was thinking about doing for Stacy for Christmas. And, uh, and, uh, and then that message came through management and then sort of all the conversation just went from there. And I ended up, you know, we got Stacy and her on a Skype call together and they were like fast friends. They were, you know, hit it off instantly. Um, they're remarkably alike. And so they got along really well. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to do it. You know, it's great. And, and she was awesome to work with, like just awesome. And she's just, you know, frighteningly good talent. And, and, uh, so it was, uh, it was a really big, you know, for, for lack of a better way of saying it, a really big deal to get her to come on the record. I think <laughs> as what Ray Benson would have been to me to be on this record, I think Jane Monahan would be that for Stacy. So, um, oh, very cool. you know, just a musical hero, just a musical hero. So really, yeah. really cool that she would, that she would do that. And she's, she's fantastic. She's such a cool person. So it was a, it was a wonderful thing to connect in that way and then get to work with her and, and get to know her. That is so awesome. Let's hear that song now from the album from the Western Swing Authority out now, wherever you buy or stream music. The album is called Big Deal. This is Mississippi. On in the country. Mississippi River, I'm going down to New Orleans. Oh, by the air, and I crooked letter, crooked letter, I crooked letter, crooked letter, I humpback, humpback, I Mississippi flowing down to New Orleans. Well, it was wrecked by a mighty Tennessee home where history was made by Steamboat Bill and the NPHA. W.S.A. What a wonderful thrill it is to be down in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, by the end of my crooked letter, crooked letter, I crooked letter, crooked letter, I Should I do 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 do
And that is Mississippi, one of the great tracks, one of ten on uh, the new album out from the Western Swing Authority. It is called Big Deal, and you can get that everywhere you buy or stream music. Be sure to uh, get it. You will enjoy it. There's so many cool special guests on here. Just a few of them are Russell DeCarl, Jason McCoy, Jason Blaine, George Canyon, Carolyn Martin. Um, I, I saw Carolyn Martin perform with you guys at Hughes Room a few years back, and I know that you guys work together and love her as a musician in person. Yeah. Tell me a bit about Carolyn. Carolyn is, um, well, when we first started this, uh, this band and we started really, you know, like I've been into Western swing music for a long time, but there was, you know, certain bands that I knew and I loved, but there was, you know, lots of bands out there that I hadn't yet to discover. And, uh, but part of the reason that I, you know, I wanted to start this band in the first place was that I loved the music and I had been listening to sleep with the wheel for years but a friend of mine, uh, Charlie St. Dennis, who was the original drummer in the band, turned me on to the Time Jumpers. Kind of before they were, right. you know, a lot of people, as many people knew who they were, but they had done a PBS special on them. And he gave me a, a, CD, a DVD and he said, you've got to watch this, you're going to love it. And I watched it and I was like, that was it. And Carolyn, at that point in time, was a member of the Time Jumpers. Oh. And, uh, and then uh, when she went on to go and do her own thing uh i followed what she was doing and it again it was a kind of a fluke thing as she made a comment about something she commented on a twitter post or something that we did and i commented back and said man we should play together sometimes she's like yes we should let's do it and then we just kept talking back and forth <laughs> and that show at newsroom happened and then we ended up doing a few things together and uh yeah it, so it was you know just kind of one of those things and and again through the ameripolitans uh, we would kept connecting with her uh, over and over again, and uh, and so we've become really good friends. We've been down to visit them a few times and stay at their place, and and uh, wonderful people, great musicians, and uh, and just and been really helpful to us in in doing what we're doing. And so it's been uh, it's really cool that she's on there. She's just she's the loveliest mm -hmm. person you'd ever meet, and uh, and makes great music and yeah i don't i don't, can't say enough about carolyn that's for sure awesome. funny you should mention the hughes room and she, we're going to be there we're going to be at hughes room again in february oh great february perfect yeah, february 1st i don't I even think i don't think they've announced it yet but you've got the inside scoop we got the inside scoop did you say a specific date there in february shane february 1st February 1st. Perfect. All right. I love that venue. Hughes Room is such a cool music venue in Toronto. It's just got it all. Yeah, very neat. Very neat place. Such a cool place. Carolyn Martin is on the song. In the middle of the song, track four, she wrote it with you and Stacey. Uh, let's get into your Western Swing heroes, Shane. What turned you on to Western Swing music? <laughs> well, I may have told you this story before, but it is true, and I can't. I, I just, just got to start where it started. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, my parents uh, they liked music. They liked all different kinds of music, but they um, but they liked anything you could dance to. That's really you know. So if there'd be parties or things that happen, there'd always be music, and it would be music they could dance to. And so uh, they had this old reel-to-reel -reel deck that had a million songs on it, you know, that'd be like the, <laughs> the old version of, you know, the ancient iPod, I guess, you know, you put them all on the reel to reel and you've got, you know, two and a half hours of music. And, and so 
they uh, they had this, and it would just play. And you know, as a kid, I didn't really necessarily know who it was that I was listening to. I just hear the songs, and and there was one song in particular that really grabbed me, and I loved it, and I always listened to it, and I would want to hear it again and again and again. And it was Merle Haggard, and he had done an album of Western swing music. I didn't know that at the time, but then this was an old Cindy Walker tune. Uh, called Cherokee Maiden, and, and he cut it, and I loved it. I just something about it. It just was super swingy, and there's lots of fiddle in it, and it was like, and and just everything about that song. I was like, wow, I love this song. And it, so you know, as I got older, and then I you know, I'd start hunting down. Okay, where'd that come from? You know, and I, that's how I discovered Merle Haggard. Through Merle Haggard, I realized, well, Merle is a, a you know, kind of one of the great country music songwriters of all time. Uh, he didn't write that song. Where did that song come from? And then I realized, well, that song came from this album that he did because he was a huge Bob Wills fan. Then I discovered Bob Wills. Right. Then through digging through Bob Wills, I find all the kind of classic guys like Milton Brown, Spade Cooley, but I also discover Asleep at the Wheel, which completely blow my mind, and, you know, because at that point, I'm a young kid playing fiddle, and I'm listening to this band, and it's like, wow, these guys are, you know, they're swinging hard and it's exciting music and the fiddle is very prominent and it's, and it's kind of all these things that I love. And so I just kind of fell in love with them and, and then I just kept digging from there. I just keep finding all sorts of different, uh, different artists. But I think for, for me, they were, they really, I would attribute uh, Merle's cut to turn me on to Bob Wills, um, which obviously, is, you know, he's, if you like Western swing music, you're going to love Bob Wills, and uh, which, you know, brought me to Sleep at the Wheel, which is, you know, really uh, appealed to me a lot. And then later on, bands like the Time Jumpers, like I said, that DVD of the Time Jumpers, uh, mm-hmm. and that, you know, I, must, I wore that thing out. I watched it a million times. <laughs> And I, wow. and you know, and I'm on my second copy of it, and I just, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy, and these, all these players, and they're so good, and they're all just going in, to the station in on Monday night and playing, you know, and you know, well, they're amid, amidst all these other things that they're doing now, of course, Vince Gill is in the band, and they've moved to a larger venue yeah, crazy. in Nashville, and yeah, and we we went to see them a couple. couple Winters ago, not last winter, but maybe the winter before, and uh, mm-hmm. and we got there, and it was one of those things where I had Facebook friended uh, Andy Reese, who's the one guitar player, and I just I was looking on the schedule. I wanted to make sure they were there, and it didn't say on the schedule, and so I sent him a message. I didn't even know if he'd reply through Facebook, and said, "Are you guys going to be there? Because we're just coming to, we want to come. We're coming to Nashville. We want to make sure that you guys are going to be there because that's one of the reasons we're coming." And uh, he replied back. He's like. Yeah, we're going to be there. The only time we won't be there is on this date. Um, aren't you with the Western Swing Authority? <laughs> and I, my jaw hit the, you know, hit the keyboard. I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy knows who we are. And so when oh we went, goodness. we ended up hooking up with um, Jason Blaine and his wife, Amy. And we went out for dinner. And Jason um, knows a guy at Third and Lindsay and made sure that we had a place to sit. So we, uh, we didn't have to wait in line for four hours to get in because you typically do. And, uh, <laughs> and then on the break, they're like, hey, you guys want to come back and meet the band? And we went back and met the band. And, and Andy was there. Wow. And we got, got to meet all the guys. And then they pulled Stacy up to sing a song in the second set. 
And it was uh, kind of one of those surreal evenings that was really oh, cool. And it was no idea that we were, you know, that that would ever have happened. But it was uh, it's such a great thing. So it's, it's a small world, the, the music the music community. And especially when you're doing something kind of niche like Western Swing, it just seems to be that yeah. all of a sudden you keep, you're bumping into these people that you've been listening to forever. That is pretty neat, and it's really cool, as you mentioned with Ray Benson, to meet uh, musical heroes, people you admire, you love their work, and now you're getting a chance to meet them in person. That's got to be some pretty cool moments. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of, in the the instrumental on the album, which is the title track of the album called Big Deal, that uh, Ed wrote, and he wanted to, uh, he said, I want to have another steel player on there. I was like, okay, and so he... He, he wanted to have Bruce Bowden on there. And I was like, great, awesome. And Bruce has uh, played with, uh, Garth, well, he plays with Garth Brooks. He's played with everybody under the sun, every record that you probably heard in the last decade or more that has steel guitar on it. it it's a good chance Bruce is, is on, on some of those hits. And, uh, and I said, okay, well, I think if we're going to do that, if we're going to bring players in, I want the player I want to bring in. And the player I want to bring in is a guy named Buddy Spiker. Now, if you're not a fiddle player, you might not know who Buddy Spiker was, but Buddy Spiker is one of the most recorded fiddle players ever. He's been played on more sessions than, than anyone. Um, and he's, he's not, yeah, he's, he's 80 now, but uh, like when you listen to songs like, uh, oh, let's see, Amarillo by Morning, for example, that intro mm-hmm. on Amarillo yeah. by Morning with George Strait, that's okay. Buddy Spiker. And Buddy Spiker played, he played with the Sleep of the Wheel. He played with Bob Wills at one point in time, like with the Texas Playboys. He's played with everyone. And, uh, and, and so for me, and I got to meet him years ago at a fiddle camp in Nashville. I went to a Mark O'Connor fiddle camp. He was one of the instructors. And, uh, and just, again, he was big into Western swing. He had a Western swing band called the Nashville Swing Band. And I loved it. And again, another huge influence and sort of the thing that steered me to ultimately starting my own Western Swing Band. And it was just a crazy good band. And he's an uh, unbelievable fiddler. And, uh, and so I kind of hit it off really well. And he ended up, you know, we, we stayed in contact, you know, coming and playing at my sister's wedding. And, uh, and then, you know, just any time that if I am going to Nashville for whatever reason, I always make sure that, okay, I need to, I need to have an afternoon where I can go and sit down with Buddy and pick his brain as much as possible, right. as much as I can understand his brain, because he, <laughs> he's just, he's unbelievable, just amazing, an amazing uh, player, even at 80, he's, he's just like, it's crazy what he can do, and so for me, that was, you know, in terms of a, as a fiddle hero, you know, he was it, he's the guy to have on the record for sure, so it's cool to have him on there. Amazing. The album is Big Deal from the Western Swing Authority, and I'm speaking with Shane Gousset. Uh, you can check them out online at thewesternswingauthority.com. To learn more about them, you can get the album through there, or of course, anywhere you buy or stream your music, and check them out on social media as well. Uh, I want to mention the names of the other uh, members of the band, along with you, Shane. Of course, your lovely sure. wife, Stacy Lee. Uh, we've yep. got Dan Howlett, Matthew Lima, Jim Boudreaux, yep. Paul Chapman, and we've got Ed Ringwald, also known as Pee Wee Charles. You got it. You know your Western <laughs> Swing Authority. <laughs> yeah, how did, yeah, exactly. How did he end up with uh, that nickname, Pee Wee Charles? 
I'm not sure if I know that. Well, um, when he was playing, I'm not sure if that, I think it was in his, when he was with Gordon Lightfoot, but I'm not sure if it's, it could have started when he was doing the Gray Speckled Bird uh, with Ian Tyson when he was doing the television show, but um, Ed's kind of played with everybody under the sun. But I, I think it was maybe with Gordon, but I think it was just more when he was young, he was just so, he's really tall, and he was so skinny and gangly that I think it was just sort of in the days of when everybody had a nickname, you take the really, the tallest guy in the band and you call him Pee-wee. <laughs> and that's where, and I think that's where it came from. I think they just, it was kind of, you know, you don't always get to pick your nicknames. They just, sometimes exactly. they, uh, they just come, you know, they just become the thing. And yep. And he was Pee-wee. And when I met him, oh my gosh, many, I've known him a long, long time, longer than I've known Stacy. Uh, and when I met him, yeah, he was, he was like, this is Pee-wee Charles, you know, it's like, but, you know, and I was like, but I thought his name was Ed. <laughs> like, well, it is, but, <laughs> so, but that's the story that I know is, is that he's just, he was so tall and gangly and so he was like the tallest guy there. So they called him Pee-wee. Pretty amazing. Uh, and that is the Western Swing Authority. And you guys play around uh, at uh, locations. I know one of them is the Commercial Tavern. Tell me where people can check you out, because, of course, they're hearing the music now. Where can they catch you live in the next uh, months and, and beyond? Well, we're going to have a few things coming up. Uh, we are going to be uh, – I get back from tour in another week, and then it, uh, later in December, on the 23rd, we're going to be playing at Rhapsody Barrel Bar in Kitchener. And then you know, on February 1st, at Hughes Room in Toronto, um, and January 27th, I believe, we're going to be at the Commercial Tavern. Um, we're going to be in Memphis, Tennessee from the 22nd till the 25th. Um, and we have a few others that I can't say, like, there's other things coming up. I know, like, much later in the year, we've got uh, things coming up that we'll, we'll be involved with tonight. But I can't mention them all yet. And some of the other things coming up uh, early are uh, are still in the works. But I, I know there'll be shows up around Pembroke and in the Barrie area. And uh, but those are all still they're they're in the final stages of being confirmed. So I can't tell you exactly when they're going to be. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep an eye on social media and uh, the Western Swing Authority yes. com to that get those caught up on those dates when they come out. Yeah, uh, let's go. we're going to close out the show with a song, and it ties into the Commercial Tavern. You were telling me this story before we came on the air, Shane. Uh, the song is called This Old Bar, written by you and Stacy and Thomas Wade, a wonderful singer-songwriter and country artist, the great Thomas Wade. Uh, the song is called This Old Bar. It also features Paul Weber, Harold McIntyre, and Johnny Burke on the song. Tell me all about this one. Okay. Well, this song... Um, if you if you know the band, uh, we first started this band, and we needed a place to play. I was like, oh, we should cheer this. But, you know, you can't just throw a Western Swing Band together and find a place that easily to play in southern Ontario. And so I, I had known Paul for a number of years and had been playing out of the commercial tavern, just playing fiddle for him. And, uh, and so when we came over to this, I said, I think that's just the place. Like, I think this is where he would be the one guy that he would be all over doing this. So we did a regular house gig there for a lot of years. Every, uh, we do twice a month. We'd be there on a Tuesday night and we would play and sort of emulate the time jumpers, uh, model where we would come and, and play 
on an off night when uh, everyone was available and not out touring and uh, and that's how we started but uh, this place of course had been i had been going there for years prior to that but it's become a very special place to all of us we, the band wouldn't exist probably without it it's kind of where we developed we, you know what we've become and and it's thanks to the commercial tavern and, and paul and so I, I wanted to write a song about that place. We've been there for so many years, it's high time that we did. And so when you listen to the song uh, in the first verse, and it talks about Smokey and, and his wife, who nobody ever sat in her chair um, because they knew that was her seat. Like this is all stuff that really happened in the commercial time. Smokey mm. was Paul's dad. And, uh, and he played a band called the Smoky Mountaineers. And, and his mom, Edna, would come and she would always be there. And she would always be there listening to the music, whether it was Smokey was playing or Paul was playing or they're both playing together. And, uh, and she would always sit in the same chair. And it wouldn't matter how busy the place was. If it was packed, nobody would sit in that seat because in case Edna came in, that was her seat. And so that <laughs> is all true. It talks about the pictures on the walls of all the, you know, like, the different artists that have kind of maybe have passed on, but the it legends and pictures. And that's, that's that place. And you go and you walk, uh, when you walk around there, you see all sorts of pictures of, of Canadian country music. greats um, that Paul has uh, had, the, you know, good fortune of working with over the years, uh, him being one of those. And, uh, and so all these things that just, the, the song really wrote itself. It was a, you just had, it was such a visual place. If you've ever been in there, it's just such a unique space. And you go in, it's just got such a vibe to it. So it's like, well, this is it. So when we did it, it's like, well, we have to have Paul on it. But I want to have, you know, it'd be cool if we could have these two other guys that I met through by playing at the Commercial Tavern and through Paul. And one of them was Harold McIntyre and the other was Johnny Burr. And uh, so it was, we wanted to have... Uh, Paul and Johnny and Harold on the song together, and we thought, you know, it's perfect. This is the perfect, perfect people for this. And I mean, those guys will give you a lesson on singing a country song for sure. Like they, <laughs> they can, they, they're the real deal. Yeah. So, um, yep. unfortunately, we we lost Johnny before we got the song finished. And so we were we didn't have the recording finished. So in the end of the song, you have. Johnny is the one that signs off the album. So uh, we, the song ends, and then you hear him say, thanks very much, we'll see you next time. And that's Johnny, because uh, yeah. we, 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 we didn't get to him in time before we, we lost him, which was uh, very unfortunate. But uh, his wife, Teresa, was um, very instrumental in, in helping us get some, get some footage that we could use and, uh, so that he could be on there, because we really wanted him to be a part of that song. Johnny Burke is such a legend in Canadian country music and a wonderful singer uh, and obviously did so much in his lifetime uh, for country music. Oh, for sure. And, uh, and, you know, and then you listen to guys like Paul and Harold talking about him. Of course, these guys were all, you know, they were all, all uh, coming, coming up at the same time. And, and you know, nobody, nobody ever has a bad thing to say about Johnny Burke. You know, it's just like the consummate professional, the nicest guy, um, you know, just amazing. I remember seeing him in Saskatoon. You were probably there. And he got up. It was like the, the at the Musician Awards night. And then they were they had different artists coming up to sing and play. And Johnny got up and played. And like just 
and just, you know, they kept, he just got up again at the end of the night and they just, you know, played for like an hour and like just schooled everyone, wow. you know, and he was not a young yeah. man at the time, but just went up and <laughs> killed it. And it's like, well, this, this is unbelievable. Like, look at this guy. And, uh, yeah. he's, yeah, such a nice man and a great entertainer, great singer. Like you say, he's, yeah, he's Canadian country music royalty. For yeah. sure. Royalty. Exactly. Incredible. Great to have, uh, his name on there, and as you said, his farewell at the end of the song is very fitting. Uh, and the recitation in this song is done by Paul Weber. That is, yeah, that's Paul. And uh, again, yeah, Paul Weber, who uh, the uh, owner and operator of the Commercial Tavern, who was uh, had quite a, a, an extensive career in country music himself, and uh, was a Juno winner, I believe, and toured for many, many years in the days when you would tour six nights a week for, you know, 50 weeks a year, come home for two weeks at Christmas and take off and do it again. And, uh, wow. And he's got, he's got stories to tell, but, um, yeah, I would, it's one of my favorite things I think ever that when we wrote the song and when we first played it for him and I didn't tell him what it was, we just said, here, I want to, I want you to hear this song and tell me what you think of it. <laughs> and once you kind of that moment when he realized what it was about, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just about a bar. It was about that bar, and it was about his mom, and dad, and it was about him, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and so it was, it was great. We had uh, Doug Dietrich in the studio with us uh, that day. He came just, he joined Paul when he came in to sing his parts and do the recitation, and and that when that recitation was happening, there wasn't a dry eye in the room. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was crazy, but it was like. But it was kind of that I couldn't have, you know, I couldn't ask for a better compliment than that. Yeah, it adds so much to the song. It's such a special song. And now knowing the story behind it, that it's based on a true story and uh, the, the commercial tavern, such a special place for you guys. Uh, let's hear the song now. It's the Western Swing Authority. Their album is called Big Deal. It is out everywhere now. Get yourself a copy. This is This Old Bar on In the Country. Steps 
on this sawdust floor. The sound of twin fiddles and a sad steel guitar. We all raise our glasses of whiskey and wine to the legends in pictures frozen in time. Paul will tell you the story for each heartache and scar. Yeah, he's the rock of this whole country ball. Tell him, Paul. Well, I want to tell you folks, I spent a lot of years making music out on the road. But for the last more than 20, well, this old bar's been my home. I've had to outrun some hard times, but I never get too far. Yeah, I keep coming back to this old bar. This old bar, this old bar. And that is the Western Swing Authority with This Old Bar, a very special song, and it's the 10th track, 10 out of 10, on the album Big Deal from the Western Swing Authority. Uh, Shane, it's been such a blast chatting with you and getting to know more about the album and, uh, of course, hearing the tracks, and I, of course, encourage our uh, listeners to to grab it for themselves so they can enjoy this uh, 1 through 10. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, and let me... uh, let me talk about all these songs and uh you know it's i think any artist will tell you or anybody that's ever written songs and released songs it's it's such a personal thing and when you first release them you're like oh my gosh what's going to happen people going to like this are they going to hate it what's going to happen and uh and it's just so it we've we've had such great feedback from so many people and it's been and uh yeah so thankful for that and uh so thanks for having me on the show and uh and talking about the record my pleasure. This was wonderful. Once again, my guest has been Shane Gousset from the Western Swing Authority. The album is called Big Deal. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country. Well, I give you my left brain to have one thought that's plain and simple. One where every little detail doesn't have to be a symbol of the meaning of life. Whoa, it's me. Well, my effervescent personality just wants to be normal.
positively pedestrian. I'll just be normal. He's so much brighter than the rest of them. It's difficult to be so great. There's no need to pontificate. Well, I'm all that and a piece of cake. Extraordinary me. It isn't always fun to be the chosen one. But technically speaking, you're not fit to be critiquing me because you're normal. Pick something up, all you hear is I wanna be normal Just like that saying on the drive I'll just be normal But my IQ's so much higher Well, it's difficult to be so great There's no need to pontificate Well, I'm clever and distinguished Some say quite the cunning linguist It's just the way I gotta be Extraordinary Look at us. Look at them. Look at them looking at us. <laughs> <laughs>